Want to know what an Amish farmer has in common with Nicole Kidman and Brad Pitt? They each depend on layman's, where we supply everything from butter churns and garden tools to the farmer and historically accurate period pieces to Hollywood producers. At layman's, everything old is new again. See for yourself at layman's.com. So you jumped on the bandwagon and created a Facebook page, but no one is responding to your post, right? Hey, it's Tim Young of SmallFarmNation.com, and today I'm going to walk you through the 2018 Facebook newsfeed algorithm change and tell you how to survive the social media circus. Surprise, 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 as Gomer Powell would say, Facebook has yet again made significant changes to its algorithm, and this one is a big one. The algorithm, which is a secret, complex digital recipe of sort that determines what shows up in each person's newsfeed, will now prioritize posts from friends and family that, and I quote, spark conversations and meaningful interactions between people, end quote. Now, this all started when Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg kicked off 2018 with a January 11th post on his Facebook page. Let me read a few of the highlights from that post, and we're going to walk through what all this means for you, my farming friends. Zuck's first sentence read, One of our big focus areas for 2018 is making sure the time we all spend on Facebook is time well spent. End quote. <laughs> yeah, that'd be the day. So right away, we see he's focused not on brands or those of us who have Facebook pages, but rather he's focused on the individual Facebook user. Then he added, we built Facebook to help people stay connected and bring us closer together with the people that matter to us. That's why we've always put friends and family at the core of the experience. Research shows that strengthening our relationships improves our well-being, and happiness. And he ends his quote there. So it's getting more clear where this is all going with him. The mission is about making sure the Facebook experience is positive for each Facebook user. And we all know what that means, right? Because think about it. Are you happier when you watch your favorite TV show or movie and then get interrupted with loud commercials? Or are you happier to watch them commercial-free? I mean, I think the growth in Netflix, Hulu, Pandora, and other streaming services gives us a pretty clear answer to that. Then Zuckerberg tells us flat out where the problem is in the next paragraph. Quote, Recently, we've gotten feedback from our community that public content, post from businesses, brands, and media, is crowding out the personal moments that lead us to connect more with each other. End quote. Boom. There it is. Right there. Post promoting your farm or small business, along with all the noise from other brands, are getting in the way of real relationships, according to Facebook. Now, before telling us what he's going to do, Mark Zuckerberg sets the stage with this paragraph, quote, Research shows that when we use social media to connect with people we care about, it can be good for our well-being. We can feel more connected and less lonely, and that correlates with long-term measures of happiness and health. On the other hand, passively reading articles or watching videos, even if they're entertaining or informative, may not be as good. 
so much for all these entertaining or informative videos we put up of cats dancing or how to make your favorite recipe. So now that he's outlined what the problem is from their point of view, he tells us what his plan is. Quote, based on this, we're making a major change to how we build Facebook. I'm changing the goal I give our product teams from focusing on helping you find relevant content to helping you have more meaningful social interactions. The first changes you'll see will be in the news feed where you can expect to see more from your friends, family, and groups, end quote. So if you're wondering if this will affect you, here's the answer. Because Zuckerberg adds, quote, as we roll this out, you'll see less public content like posts from businesses, brands, and media. And the public content you'll see more of will be held to the same standard. It should encourage meaningful interactions between people, end quote. So that's pretty clear. It means that any post that you put out as your brand, as your farm brand or small business brand, will only be seen if they stimulate and encourage meaningful interactions between people. I mean, so what does that mean? Well, Adam Masseri, Facebook's head of newsfeed, posted a separate article where he emphasized that, and I'm quoting, quote, pages making posts that people generally don't react to or comment on could see the biggest decrease in distribution, end quote. As if you weren't already struggling enough, right? I mean, I have hundreds and hundreds of farm friends on Facebook and many thousands of followers on my page. And so I look at a lot of these farm pages and I see your post. And I know you're not getting any traction, are you? You're not getting any engagement. You know, you're really struggling. I mean, you're racking your brain, right, to come up with ideas. What can I post to get people to respond to, to click on, to like me or whatever? And we're going to get later to whether or not that's even a relevant goal because who cares if somebody likes you on Facebook? That doesn't mean anything to the success of your farm or small business. What matters is that people buy, and they continually buy, to support you. But getting back to what Adam Masseri is saying, he also says that, in other words, the newsfeed will favor friends over brands. Now, this explains why I'm now suddenly seeing all those posts from my long-lost sister in my newsfeed. Heck, I didn't even remember that we were related, but no sweat. Facebook knows everything, so I'm getting all those posts from her. Now, Masseri also said, and I'm quoting, comments are more valuable than likes, meaning that content that inspires comments, specifically long comments, that's Masseri's words, which actually take time and thought to type out, will be a positive ranking signal for the algorithm, end quote. So if you thought it was enough to just get people to click like, or to share something? Uh-uh. Not in the new algorithm. They not only have to comment if you want these posts to rank and be seen by more people who actually follow your page. They have to write long comments because Facebook's algorithm deems long comments to be more thoughtful and more interesting. And let's be honest, that's true. I mean, if you, if you just click, hey, that's cool, versus a long descriptive paragraph about what you're commenting on, that's an indicator that that post that you made is interesting 
and maybe therefore more interesting to other people. Now, anytime there's a change in these algorithms, people try to trick the system a little bit. I mean, I know you've seen this stuff. I see it all the time. So if you're thinking that you'll get clever and entice ways, you know, come up with ways to entice people to engage with you, think again, because Facebook is also cracking down on what's called engagement bait. Now, engagement bait are tactics that attempt to entice people to comment on posts that aren't considered meaningful interaction. You know, these are the posts where you see someone say, hey, throw a GIF here if you like this, or vote on your 2018 goals and stuff like that. I mean, I hate that stuff. So do you, and Facebook knows it. So pages like that that use those tactics will be demoted into oblivion in the newsfeed. So if your interest in Facebook is just being on there to hang out and get news and updates from your friends and family, this is all great news for you. But if you run a farm or a small business and you actually want to engage with potential customers, well, this is a Facebook shell shock to start the new year, and we're all going to need a strategy to deal with it. Starting a farm business is rewarding, but you know what isn't? Learning that profitable farming is only 20% about growing and 80% about marketing. But now there's an easy way to learn how to market your farm. It's the Small Farm Nation Academy, an online membership site with courses on everything related to marketing and growing a farm business. Courses like building your farm brand, website design, list building and email marketing, public relations, social media marketing, and more. Plus, Academy members get discounts on everything from hatchery chicks and electric fencing to cool bots and gardening supplies. So if you're serious about having a profitable farm business, connect with other farmers today in the Academy at smallfarmnation.com. That's smallfarmnation.com. Join today and get growing. Okay, so with all these Facebook newsfeed changes, am I suggesting that you just give up on Facebook? I mean, no, of course not. For the simple reason that many of your customers are there and lots of your potential customers are there that you've yet to engage. But the mistake a lot of people made, farmers and non-farmers, is they focused on building a following on Facebook and did not get those followers onto their email list. So, as I've said now many times over the past few years, those people built their house on rented land. And the landlord, in this case Facebook, has changed the lease terms once again. So, what this all means is that we have to become much better at creating marketing funnels. Now, as it relates to Facebook, It means using systems and best practices to get Facebook users to either sign up for your email list or actually buy something on your website, even if it's a cheap tripwire product or a free tripwire product, like a dozen free eggs at the market. Because by doing that, we get that person into your marketing funnel since you now have their email address. From there, you can create automated email sequences that get them to buy products on your farm store, sign up for your CSA, or buy whatever else you have to offer them. Now, Facebook is still important, but you need to have a plan to use it effectively as a marketing tool or just get off it entirely and stop wasting your time. Now, 
I think you'll be best served by doing the former. Learn how to use it effectively with the end in mind. And starting with the end in mind is what you want to do. And the end is getting people to conduct a transaction with you. So here are some takeaways from this change. And these are the things that I'm going to be helping members of the Small Farm Nation Academy to achieve. The first takeaway is that the effect on post-engagement will be devastating because prior to this change, the average page reach per post was maybe 2 to 5%, meaning that if you have 100 people who like your page, only 2 to 5 of them actually see one of your posts. I mean, that's really frustrating for you, right? I hear you talk about this all the time. Why isn't anybody seeing my post or engaging? So it was already a problem, dude. Those were the good days. Last year was the good days. So you got to have a plan for funneling people into your email list. Now, this is huge because the average email open rate is at least 25% in the agricultural community. And that's way better than Facebook's 2% last year. So the number one thing you must do is get people on your email list. And that's why over a year ago, I made it a requirement to provide an email address before being admitted to my farm marketing group on Facebook. And I'm sure glad I did that because now I can communicate directly with my constituency. Okay, second, another thing that I'm going to be encouraging Academy members to do is to start a Facebook group. And I've been saying this for a long time, that farms and small businesses not only need a Facebook page, but they need a Facebook group, but not a group based on their brand. I mean, after all, my farm marketing group isn't based on my brand. It's based on the issue of marketing a small farm business. So there's an opportunity for you to create a Facebook group based on a cause or based on an interest that people care about that you can champion but that is also related to your value proposition. For instance, if I was running a sustainable farm in East Georgia, maybe I would want to create a group on uh, you know, uh, organic grass-fed meats in North Georgia, where to source it, what to look for, those kind of things, and get people talking. Because I own and control that group, and I get to set the rules. You want to be the first one to do that. Now, why is this important? Because Facebook groups tend to inspire a lot of meaningful conversation. And communities on Facebook are becoming increasingly active and vibrant. That, according to Adam Masseri. So you can expect content and discussions posted to Facebook groups to receive more distribution in the news feed following this recent algorithm update. So that's a good reason to have a Facebook group. And if you do it the way I did mine, capture email addresses when they sign up. Now, number three, if you haven't already, get ready to invest in paid Facebook advertising. I mean, come on. You know, if you want to advertise in a newspaper, if you want to advertise in a magazine, you got to pay for it. It's been that way for a long time. We got a free ride for a while early on with social media. But of course, these are businesses to make money. So they're going to charge for advertising to get in front of their audiences. And I don't have a problem with that. What I have a problem with is us doing things haphazardly without having a plan to get people into our funnel and get them over to becoming customers. I mean, we're all focused on getting people to like our pages or to comment. Who gives a flip if they comment? You want people to buy from you. You want to run a sustainable farm? You won't be sustainable without income. Rep 
repeatable income coming in. So a way to focus on Facebook in the future is going to be through advertising. And you still need to have a Facebook pixel installed on your website. If you haven't done that already, you're wasting time. So get it done. Because running retargeting ads is a sensible investment. These are people who've been to your website and then back on Facebook, they're presented with an ad for something that you have to offer. Now, of course, giving this algorithm change, Facebook ad costs are going to begin to dramatically rise because more people will now need to advertise because nobody's showing up in the newsfeed. So now's the time to learn what to do and how to do it, which is exactly why I'm right now developing a Facebook advertising course for members of the Small Farm Nation Academy. Okay, number four, fourth change, fourth um, takeaway from this. Quality content always wins, and that is what creates engagement. None of this trickery. Quality content is what works. This is why blogging and content marketing has been so important in recent years and why I think will continue to be. Because people look for information they can use, they can act on, that helps them. So if you want people to write long comments on what you share on Facebook, you have to create and share high-quality content. And I'll be helping members of the Small Farm Nation Academy learn how to do exactly that. Okay, finally, the rules on rented land will continually change. You need to know that. So as soon as you get used to this change, it's going to happen again, baby. So what you want is to have an owner-operated business, not a business where you're dependent on someone like Facebook or Instagram or Pinterest or YouTube or whatever. I mean, those all may work in the short term, but in the long term, you don't own it. You don't even have their email address. You can't communicate with them. You got to have a marketing plan to get people on your list. It's very, very important to have that relationship. It won't happen by accident. It's going to happen by design. Okay, so that's it for this episode. I know, I know, it's a shame that we have to learn all this marketing stuff to be successful. I mean, after all, you just want to farm, right? You just want to run a successful farm business. But this is mission-critical stuff. So if you want to master farm marketing, there's one place to do it. Hop over to the Small Farm Nation Academy, go through the courses, and I'm going to be there to help you every step of the way. Okay, Small Farm Nation, that's it for me in this episode. Remember, you can keep up with me and all my content at smallfarmnation.com. There's a link on the site to my free farm marketing group on Facebook where thousands of farmers discuss issues important to growing their farm and their food business. Of course, I'd love to have you be part of the Small Farm Nation Academy, and you'll find more information about that on my site also at smallfarmnation.com. As always, you can find the show notes from this episode on smallfarmnation.com. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast on iTunes or elsewhere. If you haven't already, please take a second to leave a review on iTunes. I read them all and I sure do appreciate it. Okay, until next time, here's to hoping you and your farm business get growing. Well, you don't know what you're feeding yourself. You just buy whatever's on the shelf. You don't care if it's full of GMO And what's inside them, nobody knows Cables to the left of you, right up to the right Here I am, out here farming for you Yes, I'm out here farming for you And I just want you to know the truth
food is real and locally grown Just a few miles from your home Cables to the left of you Right up to the right Here I am, out here farming for you Well, factories falling Not the waste of eating fake food every day I grow real food Your family needs no come along 